I love America. Yes, we have our problems, maybe more so now, maybe than in times past. But I do love America. And I was adopted when I was two and a half, made a naturalized citizen of the United States when I was about five or six. I think I've spoken on this before, but sometimes I think our American attitude of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, of being that lone ranger attitude, I think sometimes this can be antithetical to our Christian faith. Our Christian faith teaches us that we need others. Jesus himself said in John chapter 15 verse 5 that without him we can do nothing. God's love sustains our very existence. We believe and know that if God stopped thinking about us, we would cease to exist. So we are not meant to journey life alone. We need Jesus for our salvation. We need others to help us grow in our relationship with God. Now Moses in the first reading was in charge of getting hundreds of thousands of Israelites out of Egypt into the Promised Land. Along the journey, there were disagreements and Moses had to spend the whole day at one point acting as a judge to render decisions for people who had disagreements. Father, Moses' father-in-law, on seeing how Moses spent his day, uh, realized how unhealthy this was for Moses. He saw that Moses was going to burn himself out. So it was decided that 70 elders would be chosen to help Moses. God took some of the spirit that he had given to Moses and gave it to the 70 elders that had been chosen ahead of time. Now two of the seven that had been chosen weren't with Moses and the rest of the elders. They had stayed back in the camp. Eldad and Medad received the spirit of Moses uh, when they were back at camp and began to prophesy as well. Joshua, who would later succeed Moses in leading the Israelite people, tells Moses to stop Eldad and Medad. Moses responds, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the people of the Lord were prophets, would that the Lord might bestow his spirit on them all. So Moses is saying, he wishes that Moses had given a portion of his spirit to everyone, not just the 70, not just Eldad and Medad, but had given a portion of his spirit to everyone. Why? Because then everyone would be closer to Christ, everyone would be closer to God. Also, we see the people, the 70 elders receiving a portion of his spirit did not diminish Moses. It just elevated the 70. We need to grow in the grace to celebrate when good things happen to others. When good things happen to others, it does not diminish our own gifts or worth. And yet so often we fall into the sin of jealousy in comparison. Besides, our own situation can change quickly. In the second reading, St. James has a warning for the rich and wealthy. He invites the rich to weep over their impending miseries. He cautions that their wealth is going to disappear. St. James says that they have stored up treasure for the last days. Now it is true, I've encouraged some young people, especially even young priests, to start Roth IRAs. It is good to be responsible with the gifts that God has given us. But IRAs only help with this life. We need to make sure that we are building up our eternal treasure. Are we becoming saints? Are we delighting in others becoming saints? 
or are we becoming jealous of the gifts that God have given, has given to others? In the Gospel, as often happens, we see a parallel to the first reading. Instead of Moses, we see Jesus. Instead of Joshua, we see John. John sees someone casting out demons in Jesus' name, even though they aren't part of the apostles, even though they aren't uh, following Jesus at the present time. <coughs> Jesus instructs John not to prevent them. Jesus says, whoever is not against us is for us. Again, we need to celebrate when great things are done in Jesus' name. Jealousy is the wrong response. In our fallen human nature, jealousy can start at a very young age. And yet we must teach our young people to be thankful for what they ha do have and not to be jealous of what others have. Jesus warns people, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were put around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Now you're obviously here, some of you with your children, but there are some people who should be at Mass that are not here. Vatican II called the Mass the source and summit of our Christian life. Just as we need food to stay alive, I eat at noodles way too much, but that's another subject. <laughs> we need the Eucharist spiritual food to stay alive spiritually. Just as we need to eat on a regular basis, we need to feed on the Eucharist on a regular basis. Receiving Jesus in the Eucharist keeps the saving grace alive in our hearts. This is why the church reminds us that missing Mass is a mortal sin. Missing out on our spiritual food causes the saving grace to starve to death in our souls. This is why when parents at baptism promise to raise their children in the faith, part of that is bringing their children to Mass. This is no small promise that parents make to God. This means that to some extent that the child's faith in salvation is tied to the parent's faith in salvation. Now it is true, I do talk to distraught parents from time to time that are upset that their grown children do not go to Mass anymore or practice their Catholic faith. And I do tell them that at a certain point, you can remind them of the truth and pray for their return to the Catholic faith. But nagging them every time you see them to go to Mass is just going to push them further away from Christ and His Church. But while the children are at home, we must do all we can to raise the children in the faith, especially bringing them to Mass. I tell parents uh, when they have a newborn child, even at baptism, I tell them not to expect to get anything out of Mass for the first five years. Uh, the first five years is crowd control. The important thing is that you are there at Mass. The bread and wine are transformed, are transubstantiated into the body and blood of Jesus, whether you can hear me or not. A wailing baby at Mass is better than a quiet baby at home. A wailing baby at Mass is a fulfillment of the promise of Jesus that the Catholic Church will exist until the end of time. Yes, we need to teach children to be respectful at Mass. But it is okay if they don't get it right away. Sometimes a little chaos is good for everyone. Mass Church is not for those who have it all together. If that were true, none of us would be here, including me. Mass Church is for those who realize that we need to welcome Jesus into the very depths of our messiness, our chaos that is our lives. 
getting to mass 10 minutes late because one child doesn't want to get out of bed, the other insists on hogging the shower, shows and proves to our children that mass, our relationship with God, is more important than anything else. This is what Jesus is alluding to in the last part of the Gospel. Now Jesus is using a hyperbole, so no, you should not cut off your hand or foot, you should not pluck out your eye, that would be very gross. But the question remains, to what extreme are you going to go to to avoid sin and become the saint that God is calling you to be? And this isn't just about you and your family and Sunday Mass, this is about every moment of every day. What extreme are you going to do, go to to avoid sin and become a saint? Maybe this even means throwing out your TV. Maybe this means moving the computer into the dining room. Maybe it means you voluntarily put covenant eyes on your phone and computer. Maybe this means getting rid of your smartphone altogether and getting a flip phone. I, I think they still make those. Um, maybe it means driving a half hour to get to Mass. People to go that far or further to go to sporting events. We as a whole faith community have a duty to show to prove that God is number one in our lives. What extreme things are we going to do to choose God, to choose holiness, to choose the kingdom of God above all else? Yes, we can lead others to sin and to hell, but we can also lead others to holiness in the kingdom of God, especially the children that we have influence on. Again, we do not do this alone. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 says, Iron is sharpened by iron. One person sharpens another. So find a friend, find another family, and challenge each other to holiness. Not in a judgmental way, but in an encouraging way. So this week, today, what extreme things are you going to do to lead yourself, others, your children to God, to holiness?